this is F1 Indie Girls with Soraya and Sherelle. We are two girls who love Formula One and IndyCar. This week, we're doing an introduction episode just so you guys can learn a little bit about us and how we got into F1 and IndyCar. Yes, just going to put it out there. Um, this week, I am cold, so if I sound funny and if I start dying, just know I'm not actually dying. <laughs> um, but just a little background behind me, Soraya. I was born in Montana, raised in Colorado, moved up here to Idaho, and that is where I am now. I'm a college student learning chemistry, and yes, I am crazy because I am a chem major, but I absolutely love it. After that, I want to go into nuclear chemistry and work at a nuclear power plant. And that is kind of just a little bit about me. Some other things about me, um, I love photography, and so I love taking landscape pictures and... um, I also love taking pictures of just things I enjoy. So when we went to our IndyCar race, I loved taking pictures of all the drivers and everything that we did there too. So that was super fun. Um, That was kind of a little bit about me. (laughs) What about you, Sherelle? Yeah, so I was born in Utah. My family's moved back and forth between Utah and Idaho multiple times. Family loves moving. Um... But the last little bit we've been up here in Idaho. Um, I am a nurse, which I love most of the time. <laughs> it's hard sometimes, but I do love it. Um, let's see, what else? I also love photography. It's another thing we enjoy doing together. Um, again, landscapes, anything I enjoy. Love taking photos at both you know, the IndyCar and F1 race I went to. Um, I also grew up doing ballroom dance, so I love dancing. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Fine. Let's get into how I became a huge fan of Formula One. I just want to say I never thought I would be someone who watches Formula One and who is into it and literally my life surrounds by Formula One. But my dad and sister started watching Formula One back in like 2019, 2018, something like that. And um, I was always intrigued on what they were watching. It sounded really cool, you know, the cars going faster on the tracks and commentating just going crazy and just all these different things that happens in formula one and towards the end of 2019 i decided to sit down with my dad and sister and watch formula one and i was around the time that charles leclerc started winning a bunch and i was like dang not only is charles leclerc super hot but he's also winning all these races. And so he became, at the time, my favorite driver. And then I continued watching it. And I, after watching 2019, I really fell in love with the McLaren team. And I fell in love with Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz. They became my favorite duo together, my favorite friendship together. They just became my absolute favorite. Um, and so that is kind of how I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the sounds of the cars going around the track. I fell in love with the drivers. All started with Charles Leclerc being a super hot guy and racing a very fast, fun car. And now I just have learned to grow and love the fast cars around the track, the wheel-to-wheel action around the whole, just everything. Um, I 
love Formula One. And I, we want to put out there that we love and support all the teams and all the drivers. We have our favorites, as you can tell by the first two episodes. And we talk about our favorites in these episodes, but we truly love and support all the teams and all the drivers. We have no hatred towards any of them. And so we just want to play that out there so no one comes after us <laughs> and be like, wow, you guys only support two teams or three teams. No, we really do support all the drivers. Um, I have an office that has become my racing room and it has pictures of a bunch of different drivers. It's got, you know, car figures of, you know, different teams. Like we really do support them all. We do cheer for, you know, our top however many drivers that we have, but we love them all. You know, it's it's a sport. You kind of have to, you, you choose one, you're going to be disappointed all the time. Or I shouldn't say all the time, but a lot of the time if you aren't, if they're not winning all the time. So you kind of just have to be very open-minded and that's how we like, that's how we are about Formula One where we do have our favorites and we're sad that they don't necessarily have the best races like Leclerc this season but we have all the other drivers we can be like dang they had a good race it kind of made up for the parts that this person didn't have Mm -hmm. um some of my favorite teams I'm sure as you can tell are Ferrari and McLaren um I would have to say my favorite team overall is probably Ferrari um even though I do have a little bit more McLaren merch at the moment we're working on it though (laughs) Ferrari is my favorite team because I fell in love with Charles Leclerc first. I fell in love with Ferrari first. Um, so they're my favorite team. McLaren is in second with Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz. Or at the time it was Carlos Sainz, now it's Oscar Piastri. But I love Oscar and um, Lando. One of my favorite all-time friendships is Carlando. That is what made me fall in love with Formula One even more. Is just seeing how good... Uh, teammates they became off the track and their personalities off the track and then how they can completely just almost for not necessarily forget about it but just kind of dissociate away from that and just become you know two racers racing to get that pole or racing to get those whatever but then come together as friendships or as friends and afterwards and their hugs that they have from you know when they had their 1-2 this season was my all-time favorite picture ever. And it just warmed my heart that they are no longer teammates but can be really good friends. And so that's kind of just what got me into Formula 1. Um, now you guys must be wondering, how the heck did Sherelle and I become good friends? And how did we... How did I get her into watching Formula 1? Because I started watching Formula 1 way before she did. And so we became roommates in um, 2022. And for the first semester we were roommates, I didn't know her very well. And I didn't know my our other roommate at the time. So I would just kind of hang out in my own room watching Formula One. And then it wasn't until Sherelle, it was just Sherelle and I in the apartment. And once, t- I think it was Jetta's qualifying, I decided to watch kind of out in the living room area and um I ended up was going crazy over how Charles was you know up there fighting against Max and Checo and Lewis and all these teams 
and he was up there and I was like, he's going to get pull. He's going to get pull. I was cheering like crazy. And she walks in through the door after taking a test or something. And she's like, what is going on? <laughs> My roommate is literally cheering and jumping up and down. And she ended up watching SQ3, the end of SQ3, like the very final laps where it's like it comes down to who is better at that or not. I shouldn't say better. Who has the better time at the at that moment? And it ended up being that I think it was, you know, all between Charles, Max, and Checo, and it ended up being that Checo gets pole. And I was happy, <laughs> I will say. I was cheering for Charles, because he's one of my favorites, but I was so happy that Checo got pole. In the time I've been watching F1, he has never gotten pole in a qualifying. So I was so happy for him. And ever since then, Sherelle got interested. She was like, wow, this is exciting. This is fun. We ended up watching the race the next day. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Checo got third? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. He got fourth. Okay. I couldn't remember. Some it was the Ferrari. Ferrari yeah, got um, Safety car. Oh, yes. Yeah, Checo had pit right before there was that safety car kind of ruined his race there but yeah but yeah so he ended up having that's still a good race fourth is still good um and so she kind of just got hooked on that and ever since basically Jetta in 2022 we've watched I won't say every race together but it's been close to every race together um whether it's watching the replay together watching it live together we've watched qualifying together as much as we can um I don't, we may, I can't remember, we might have watched a couple practices together, but that's basically, ever since Jet of 2022, she has fallen in love with F1, because I was going crazy over the fact that Charles was up fighting against Red Bulls and Mercedes. Yeah, for me, that was, I, that was just such a special old time for me. Um, I growing up had you know nothing to do with racing it kind of was a joke in my family we always you know the the jokes you always hear about racing were oh they you know can only turn left like that was kind of the family I grew up in had never even really seen anything about racing and so I remember walking in after my test and watching Soraya you know be excited about it and watching, I mean, Jetta's a night race, so watching the cars under the lights, you know, and the speed they're going, just beautiful. And then the commentary at the end of that qualifying. If you have someone you want to get into Formula One, show them that, that bit of qualifying. So special. I obviously, huge Checo fan. That was the moment that started it all for me, was watching that qualifying lap um, and that commentary. And then as I've gotten to know, you know, Checo's personality better and just the type of person he is, I've grown to love him even more. Um, he's a good... I like Checo. He's a, yeah. he's a good guy. And just, you know, his love for his family, things like that. Those just good values that he has, I feel like. Which are also some values that you hold to yourself as well. Yes. So I feel like it just, 
Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. Very fitting. Um, and then I also, you know, after watching that first race, seeing that Max and Charles battle, fell in love with Charles as well. So fun to see them battling it out last year. Wish it could have lasted longer. <laughs> um, I think all Ferrari fans wish that. <laughs> yes. But, so, yeah, Charles is my second favorite driver. And then, of course, Lando, just such a fun personality. Always, you know, so happy. And then just watching, you know, hit, especially last year, it felt like he put that McLaren places it shouldn't be sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, the only driver outside of those top three teams that got a podium last year. And so he was another one that just really stood out to me so he is my third favorite <laughs> um and funny enough even though Checo is my favorite and I have a ton of you know Red Bull merch McLaren is my favorite team I love you know I've just I feel like they always have such good lineups whether it was Danny and Lando last year or Oscar and Lando this year just Science and Norris yes. before that. <laughs> I'm like, always so good. Love them. And just, you know, the type of team that they are, they just, I don't even know how to describe. They're just, how I, feel like I, I feel like, very supporting of each other. Yes. You know, we see it, we saw it this year with Lando not getting his first win, but Piastri getting his first mm-hmm. sprint win and how supportive Lando was of that. And, Lando being supportive of Danny of his um, win when they were teammates. And same yeah. thing with back in Carlos and Lando's. They support each other. Yeah. The whole team is just... I mean, all teams yeah. support it. But, but I feel like McLaren's team and I feel like they're just more. Yeah, there's something special there. And then, you know, the history of the team as well. And the, another reason why I also enjoy watching Ferrari, just the history there. But I think one thing, again, with, like, McLaren and how supportive they are this year when Lewis got a podium one time and Mercedes weren't really there, McLaren were like, come here. He, You're I, still one uh, of a, like, you know. You may not be, they, he not, may not race for them, for them anymore, anymore, but, but they, you know, he's still he's the got team. the history he with them. History. And they just were so supportive then. And I think just, yeah, such a good team. Yeah, they they support everybody. They, yeah, I love McLaren's history, Ferrari's history. I love them so much. And uh, Formula One is just amazing. Now, we do call this F1 Indie Girls, which means there's also IndyCar. And many of you probably do not know what IndyCar is. Um, And we will have a podcast later on um, in, I think, a month or so of explaining a lot more about IndyCar. But just a little behind it, it is the American side of Formula One. They race in America and Canada, and that's basically where they kind of stick to. Um, Same kind of setup, open wheel setup, very similar to um, F1. And we both got into IndyCar around, you know, beginning mid-season of 2023. Um, I knew, I watched Roman Grosjean back when he raced in Formula One and his huge big crash that he had towards the end of his season where it 
um, kind of, it broke my heart. I wasn't, I didn't know Roman Grosjean at the time very well. He raced for Haas and I didn't really pay attention to Haas at that time. And just to see his car get split in half and burst up in flames, I don't, I can think I stand for many, didn't think he was making it out of that alive. And to see him make it out alive and to see him recover through all of it. And not only did he recover and not give up, he recovered and moved on to new racing and ended up becoming a IndyCar driver. And so I would follow him followed him on Instagram and would kind of keep up on his IndyCar season and kind of just keep up watching that and be like, oh, you know, anytime I hear about a Roman crash, it just brings flashback to him crashing and that whole huge thing. And so I'd hear him, you know, him crashing out, not having a good race or him having a good race and all these different things. Um, and so I kind of just pay attention to there. But it wasn't really until Sherelle kind of started paying a little bit more attention to IndyCar that she kind of was like, oh, look at this, look at this. And then we kind of both got into it. Um, and we ended up going to the Gallagher Grand Prix back in August this year, which is our both our very first race with IndyCar. Neither of us have gone to an F1 race at that time. And so to see that, we were hooked. So and, much fun. Oh. It was such a blast. We got to meet several of our favorite drivers, several of our favorite, you know, just being in that environment was so much fun. We got to go in the pit lane and all these different experiences, and it was so much fun. And kid you not, we, Sherelle, at the end of that, of the weekend, was looking for Indy 500 tickets. And now we are going to the Indy 500 in May, and can I just say, May cannot come soon enough. Um... I'm not sure if you can guess my favorite team. I mean, it kind of has to do with a little bit with F1, but Aero McLaren is my favorite team. I'd have to say my second favorite team is the Penske team. But favorite drivers, obviously, if my favorite team is Aero McLaren, my favorite drivers obviously have to be, you know, McLaren drivers. I love Alexander Rossi. There's just something about his personality. At first, I was like, oh, he's quiet. He doesn't really do much. But I've listened to his podcast that he has with Hinch um, and Tim, and I have learned to love Alex and his personality and just some of the things he does just it uh, makes me love him so much. He's such a quiet person and not really as much as like outgoing as some of the other people. But when you get to just sit down and listen to him talk and listen to him be passionate about the things he's passionate about, you, I grew to love him. And I love his little silly side he has with Hinch and Tim on the podcast and just the things they do. And then, of course, Patricio Award. Not only is he very good looking, but he is also his personality I fell in love with. He has such this goofy, happy personality that just it's so bubbly and warming and just makes everyone so like welcoming and inviting and I even when we met him um I don't remember how many times we saw Pato three four every single time he was open arms you know willing to give you a little side hug to take a picture had a huge smile on his face didn't know how many times you know how many people were surrounding him he always welcomed fans with a smile on his face and it just really brought this like little happiness to my heart and just to see um kind of the 100 days to indie watching that as well and learning his history on like how he got into racing and everything it just made me love him even more like his 
what his family did for him and how much he cares and loves for his family and just all once again goes back to these values that he has um just makes me love him even more and then my third favorite driver um scott mclaughlin such a funny guy at first i was very skeptical about him you know didn't know a whole lot about him but started watching bus bros and i have learned to love scott mclaughlin he is such a funny guy he He'll do anything for, literally, he does anything. Wears a cow costume and an eagle costume for YouTube. And he just has this funny personality. But then when it comes to the track, he is serious. And he goes out there and he gives it his all. And I think that's one thing that I really love is that he can be this funny guy and just kind of just does whatever. But then when you put him on the track, he is 100% focused on getting those as much points as he can, getting that win as he can, you know, and I've just learned to just love his dedication um, for the sport that he has. And I'm kind of surprised he wasn't over racing in F1 and he, instead he's over here racing with IndyCar. Just, I don't know. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's so awesome. I've learned to love him so much. Yeah. So, like Soraya said, kind of got really into IndyCar this last 2023 season. Um, but <clears throat> it goes as far back as, you know, kind of into 2022. I had learned about Roman Grosjean, so I wanted to go see how he had done in the Indy 500 in 2022. And in doing that, I came across a video of Pato in an Among Us costume and his personality I just fell in love with. And so I started following <coughs> Pato and Grosjean and just kind of seeing, you know, I'd check in every once in a while, see how they were doing in the standings, how their races had gone. Um, but it wasn't until the beginning of 2023 that I kind of started watching the races more. And then towards the middle of the season, really was consistently watching the races and you know being able to go in person just you know made me fall in love that much more like so much fun um and later on in a few weeks we'll cover kind of the differences between you know going to an IndyCar race in person and an F1 race in person because they are from, at least from my experiences, there are two different experiences. Um, and just kind of what you can get for the amount of money you're willing to spend. Um, but so much fun. Highly suggest it to anybody. Um, and like Soraya mentioned, we'll kind of go more into IndyCar and what it is. But I just find it has such good racing it's always wheel-to-wheel -wheel action going on. So fun to watch. So, again, kind of why I fell in love with it. And I wanted Soraya to start watching, too, because <laughs> I knew she would love it. Um, so, our favorite teams happen to be the same in IndyCar. Both huge Aaron McLaren fans. Love them so much. Um, and I feel like those, you know, that supportiveness we see in F1 kind of just comes over into the IndyCar side of the McLaren team as well. I'm just like always so supportive of each other. 
Yeah, not only do they like support each other, but I also feel like the F1 McLaren team has huge support for the Aero McLaren team and vice versa. You saw, I you know, I can get on Aero McLaren's um, Twitter and they've posted um, about Lando's podiums, Oscar's podiums. McLaren has definitely posted stuff with Pato and um, Alex and how good they've done. So they're just, overall, they're just a very supportive team F1 IndyCar yeah, and you'll see them do things together every once in a while. This last few days, they were in California for the Velocity Invitational. We had them out driving the old classic McLaren um, Formula One cars. So much fun to be able to see their posts from that. Love seeing the teams come together. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, again... Our favorite drivers are the same three, a little bit different order though. Pato is my favorite. Um, like I mentioned earlier, just kind of his personality just really brought that <coughs> love f- for me. And then again, like his values, how he came into um, IndyCar, and just getting to know his history. He is such a good driver. Um, he originally was supposed to be in Formula One. For those of you who don't know, he, in, I think, 2020, had signed with Red Bull to be a part of their junior program. And in that time, um, the FIA decided to change the um, super license points and said that his year of Indy Lights didn't get the full amount of points. And so him and Helmut Marco kind of talked and were like, okay, we'll go our separate ways. He came to IndyCar, got into, um, you know, McLaren's team there, and kind of has helped bring that team up. Um, He's been the only driver that has stayed with them since he, like, he's had multiple teammates come and go, but he's been the consistent one there. Yes. Um, and kind of has helped bring that team from lower down up to one of the, you know, teams that's kind of fighting for the championship over there. Um, and he has just got such a fighting spirit. Um, and, you know, along with that, he, I feel like, takes such good care of his fans. He has done a lot to earn those fans he puts a lot of work into it, but he makes sure he takes such good care of them. He is so kind to them. He'll stay after things to do autographs or pictures. Um, and so that is one of the reasons <laughs> I love him. Um, and then my second favorite, Alexander Rossi. I, again, just from McLaren's videos and things like that, just getting to know his personality. Again, more quiet, but I feel like he's just got that big brother personality to Pato. Um, And so fun to see their relationship grow together as they've been teammates this last year. And then again, listening to his podcast, so much fun. And then (coughs) I watched um, the Amazing Race season that he was in with my brother's and it shows a whole different side of Alex. And I think just so fun to see him in that environment as well. Um, so that's kind of where that, you know, 
love came from. And then Scott McLaughlin, again, watching Best Bros, watching his fun personality there. Um, just, you know, one that always can make me laugh. He is so funny. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of... Getting to see uh, Scott McLaughlin. I guess we got to see all the Penske drivers. Scott McLaughlin, Joseph Newgarden, and Will Power. To see all of them in person just made me love Penske even more. Especially love Scott McLaughlin even more. Yeah, I'm with you there. I also... Penske's also my my second (laughs) favorite team. And... um, I feel like they have this, like, reputation for being more serious. But then once you really, like, learn more about them, get to know them, they are all so funny. I love Will and Joseph as well. Just Will is definitely more of one of the serious ones, you know. Mm -hmm. But he also has a goofy side to him. Once you see that, you kind of just like, oh, he's not as serious as you think. And Scott and Joseph... I love the relationship they have together, you know, mm-hmm. they have this YouTube channel, I guess it's Joseph's YouTube channel, but the Bus Bros segment on Joseph's YouTube channel, and it just makes me love their connection they have with each other on how Joseph has kind of almost taken Scott under his little wing and just kind of made him feel part of Penske, because I know... It can, I can only imagine how hard it is going from getting into a new team when you have these very... Um, advanced drivers and these drivers who are doing performing very well that it can be kind of scary and so I feel like Joseph kind of just took Scott under his wing and so did Will and they kind of were just like come on Scott you can do this like we believe in you and so I've you know I love them all they are all I love all the IndyCar drivers too I know yeah once again we support all IndyCar drivers all IndyCar teams there's several of them but we support them and love them all we will have our favorites. I feel like everyone has their favorites. It's really cool just to see how different teams work, um, you know, with their own dynamic and versus other teams in their own dynamic. And it's really been awesome to see how every team works and how every partnership with works. And it's been awesome to see as I've started back in 2019 and how things have dramatically changed to 2023 in Formula One. I don't really see that, you know, change in IndyCar quite yet because I've only been watching it for half of a season, but I'm sure things have changed. And it's really awesome to see all the support that both F1 and IndyCar gets. Yeah. And I would highly suggest if you watch Formula One and have not watched IndyCar next year, go ahead and start watching it. So good. Um... And then vice versa, if you've watched IndyCar, haven't watched Formula One, go give it a try. Both such amazing series. Um, I know, especially, you know, the five, Indy 500, we even have, I remember watching the Monaco post-race press conference and we've got Max and Alonzo being like, time to end, we've got <laughs> the 500 to go watch. So, yeah, they support each other, you know. You see IndyCar drivers at F1. I've seen F1 drivers not necessarily be at the IndyCar stuff, but just like, you know, in Monaco, they were like, we have the 500 to watch. We got, we have to go watch it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like they are two separate things and take place in two different, I guess F1's more worldwide, but they do take place in, you know, more of two sides of the world. But it's almost like they are one mm-hmm. in different things. 
And um, a great thing to get into watching Formula One and IndyCar, if you don't watch either one, is they have Drive to Survive on Netflix. Um, Sherelle and I have binge watched all seasons of Drive to Survive together. Um, and so that was another thing that I think cooked her a little bit more, was Drive to Survive. And then, of course, you have 100 Days to Indy. That can also get you a little bit more background on some of the drivers for IndyCar. Also, another reason why I fell into IndyCar is watching 100 Days to Indy. So I feel like those are another thing that you could get into watching. Be like, to get you a little, if you're not 100% sure on do I want to watch a whole season of IndyCar, give 100 Days to Indy or give Drive to Survive a chance. They are both so awesome. Um, it has been one of my highlights is being able to watch F1 and IndyCar it brings happiness to my life. Um, it's one of my passions. I literally talk about it any chance I can. I'm constantly wearing F1 merch or IndyCar merch. I feel like that's most of my, I don't even know, my wardrobe these days. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm with you there. And I feel like for me, it just, it gives me a break. It is um, how I get some peace in my life. Um, <coughs> Especially, you know, going through nursing school and now working as a nurse, sometimes I just need a little bit of a break. And, you know, Formula One, IndyCar, they have become my break. Love it. I pretty much always need some sort of race planned in my future. Um, like I said, May cannot come fast enough. And I'm sure after that I'll have plans for another race I just gives me something to look forward to and really is a bright spot in my life so so much fun as the IndyCar season has ended very sad it starts here soon but we have two more races in F1 which is so sad (laughs) I know I'm like what are we gonna do during the winter Winter break break is always the hardest. But we will still bring you content throughout that winter break. We have plans, so don't don't stay around. We're not we're not gonna do anything. We will do lots. But we have Vegas this coming weekend, and as it being the only podcast we've had um, before a race, um, we are going to do Vegas predictions. I also feel like it's very fitting to do predictions for this race because we have no idea. No one's ever driven on it. No clue. What cars, you know, could do well. Like, it's just kind of a guess. Like, could Red Bull be at the bottom? Could they be at the top still? Could Haas be at the top? You know, there's just so, so much, like, what unknowns. Unknowns. Yeah. So we felt that it was right to bring Vegas predictions. I have been thinking about Vegas predictions all day as we were preparing for this podcast. I still feel like I don't know, and I feel like my predictions are either going to be spot on or way off. Yeah. But to start off, um, my Vegas predictions, I do want to put Max at the top, but because he's one and he has a very good work, you know, very good car. He's a very good driver. He's very consistent. But as a new track, I want to give someone else almost another chance at podium. I say we can't. <laughs> We're taking Max off the... Off of podium. We're just going to say... Because it would be too easy to guess Max. That's true. It so, would be too easy realistically, to Max is winning. But, say Max weren't there. Max isn't there. Who would you pick? I, of course, am going to hope for a Lando Norris win. 
I think that would be so awesome for him to be able to win as he's had so many close calls with his P2s and P3s over the four or five years he's been racing. He deserves a win. So I'm going to put Lando as getting podium. I want to say Charles getting P2. And I'm going to put Checo getting P3 with Carlos Sainz P4. And then I also want to put... Just because it is Logan Sargent's third home race, I want to put Logan Sargent in the points. Whether that's P10, whether that's P5, somewhere in between, I say Logan Sargent gets points. Okay. I think that's only fair. But like that's a good, you know, <laughs> good prediction. I'm going to go, so again, taking Max out of this. Because that would be too easy. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm really hoping for a Checo win. It's been so so long since we've had one at the beginning of the year. And it's a street track. We know how Checo loves his street tracks. We've Dominates seen him... street tracks. You know, last week kind of getting back into that run of good form. So I'm going to say Vegas is going to be his race. <laughs> a Checo win. Um, and then I'm going to say... Lando, P2. But I'm going to go Oscar, P3. I think he can do it. Put him up there. And then again, I'm going to say Logan in the points because it's going to be some home race. Good luck there. <laughs> yes, I think Logan needs the good luck. He He's come so far, I feel like, in this season from just struggling very much in the you know towards the end mm-hmm. and everything just to have him he's and he's <sighs> been so close these last few races just barely outside of the points so i feel like this is going to be the race and then if checo can you know get that win or even if he's on the podium he could take you know make sure he's sealed that second in the construct i mean in the drivers championship and so I think that would be good for him just to have that finished. I do too. I, looking at the standings for the, t- um, for the drivers, if Lando could get that podium, he could pass. I mean, he doesn't even have to get that podium, but he could still, if Lando could, you know, end up getting on the podium to maybe even winning these next two races, he could end up being fourth, possibly even third. Yeah, depending on how Mercedes go on this track. He could end up getting third in the Drivers' Championship, which I think would be huge for Lando. Yeah. Well, I saw, I didn't realize this last time we talked about it, but I saw it the other day that Lando is closer in points to Lewis than Lewis is to Checo. But we talk a whole lot more about, you know, Checo and Lewis just because it's that second place in the, you know, Drivers' Championship. Yeah. But realistically, Lando is closer to Lewis. He's 31 points behind, and I think uh, Hamilton is 32 32 behind behind Checo. Checo. So, really, they're all right there pretty close to each other. But Carlos Sainz also has a good possibility of becoming fourth in the Constructors' Championship as well. So I feel like 
it's gonna I feel like Vegas is gonna be where people start to really you know those gaps that we have you know point gaps that we have really start to close down to where even people can start claiming those mm-hmm. their positions in the standings and so it'll be it's gonna be I feel like it's gonna be stressful you know yeah. But I feel like it's going to be a good race, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited for Vegas. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be very interesting just because, like, again, we talked about we have no idea. Nobody's ever raced on this circuit. We are – they're expecting a little bit colder temperatures, so it's going to be – you know, it could be a struggle trying to get those tires up to temperature, so it'll be really Plus interesting. they have one of the longest straights that they have in the season because yeah. it goes down the strip. Yeah, and that's not going to help with the tire temperatures. So it'll be interesting to see how teams, you know, try and work around that and what they do to try and make sure their tires are up to temperature. Yeah. Another thing I've seen, now we're on the topic of Vegas, is parts of the Vegas track aren't even ready. And the Vegas Grand Prix is this weekend. Mm -hmm. They have so much to do in... I guess it's not a lot to do, but they have they still have things to do as the Grand Prix opens starts Thursday. Grand Prix weekend starts Thursday. Mm-hmm. Be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah. And I I think it's so funny just how much they've played into the Vegas theme, whether it's the curbs being painted like <laughs> cards or their chapel in the paddock for people to go get married. It'll definitely be a show. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited to watch it, even though it is at 11 o'clock our time. And qualifying is at, what, midnight? No, 1 o'clock in the morning for us. It's going to be long. I feel bad for the uh, European fans who have it early, early in the morning. Like, that is going to be rough for them. But I'm excited to watch it. Maybe sleep deprived, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's I'm like so good. Gonna be squeezing it in in between twelve hour shifts, but we're gonna watch it. Make sure it is worth it. Yes. Well, we thank you guys for tuning into our introduction podcast. Hopefully, this gets you a little bit more in tune um, to who we are and why we started watching F1 and IndyCar. Um, next week will be our Vegas recap. And so we will, you know, tell you all about Vegas <laughs> and everything. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. But thank you for tuning in. This is F1 Indie Girls, and we will see you next week. <laughs>